special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going and we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 246 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to a love letter to the Jeff Galloway Half Marathon Weekend 2023 that we wish we traveled to. Yeah, this is going to be a week of big time FOMO. Yeah. Big time FOMO because... You all know we're huge Jeff Galloway fans. We love him. He is our coach. He is America's coach. He is just a great human being and overall just brilliant with the run, walk, run method that we discovered when we suffered through our first half marathon and decided not to suffer anymore. I think that we have gone on record saying that we made every mistake you could. Mm-hmm. In, and sometimes you know, we still make them when we forget or we haven't traveled for a while or raced for a while or... Or, yeah. I mean, and sometimes... Life you, gets sometimes, in the way. Or sometimes you just make them because you're going to throw caution to the wind. But when you're on and you're training and you're, and you're focused and you're looking for a method, Jeff provided us that method. Mm-hmm. And, and he even saved some people who maybe are not that focused during training. And life gets in the way, stress gets in the way, and you miss some long mileage. How can you dial it back and still accomplish your goal of completing a race? Exactly. I think he's just brilliant with that. I couldn't agree more. And as a result, we like to go to his race every year. That is one of the few that we do on an annual recurring basis. And for us, it's a bit of a homecoming uh, yeah. for a couple of reasons. It's, yeah. of course, Jeff's race, and he's our running coach. It's also uh, going, getting to go back to Atlanta, where we used to live mm-hmm. and where I went to college. Right. So that race is very special to us, and not getting to go to it this year because we were under the weather. I was so excited about the springtime and what the new race weekend the would be 
bring to us in terms of weather or in terms of places that we have yet to discover, to explore and indulge and to see all of those people like Kevin Gwynn, like Susan Kolbinski, like Dean and Judy, Dean and Judy and, and so many runcationers and so many extra milers, Roxanne and Carl Baggett. Um, Mm -hmm. It's to us to see Barb and Jeff Galloway and just, it's such a positive and happy weekend for everybody. And everybody knows what you're doing when you use that run, walk, run method. And Chris Twiggs and his pacers are right on it and can carry you through. And it's not, there's no stressful pressure. No, not at all. It's celebrating the, completion no matter how fast or even if you they had a walking division or if you're in a relay you can accomplish the goal it is just one of the most positive experiences that and it's no wonder that he's a founder of donna oh yeah along with donna deegan and edith perez her doctor but it's so those two are ones we repeat every year and are near and dear to us and Atlanta, you love to visit your stomping ground. So I do stomping so, ground in college. So this week we're going to kind of not recap. We're going to, I don't know what the right word would be. We're going to share, share our, FOMO our FOMO for the race weekend that we missed out on. Yeah. Convey some things that we saw through social media and talk a little bit about the, the 2023 Jeff Galloway half marathon weekend. Mm-hmm. And we're going to recap some amazing food and tasty beverages, beverages yes. from the ATL. So, the ATL. So for those that might be thinking that this race mm-hmm. is going to be up their alley for 2024. Oh, yeah. Then we can give them some ideas of places to look forward to. Of course. But. First. You've been busy. Well, I'm trying to gather shout outs for our show. I just want to do a a blanket shout out. First of all, since we talked about what our topic is for the show, Mm -hmm. the race. So extra milers, everybody in the Runcation Nation, everybody Mm -hmm. who was in the Will Run For crew that came and ran the Jeff Galloway Half Marathon Weekend 2023. We wish we could have been there. Congratulations on a great weekend. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know uh, James Gray James also Gray, yeah. was there and and meeting people from the Runcation Nation. So, uh, yeah. Caroline, and, and she even volunteered. Roxanne and Carl and Kevin Gwen and... Like you said, Dean and Judy and just uh, all Allison, y'all, all, everybody, all y'all, as that, we say down south. Mm-hmm. We wish we could have been there. We're so sorry that we got sick there at the end and couldn't travel. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we as we do get into the race segment. But congratulations on completing the first ever spring edition of the Jeff Galloway Half Marathon Weekend. Yes. And we have another one. We do. Mm-hmm. And that is Emily O'Keefe. Yay. Who completed the Essex Steam Train Half Marathon. She said it was hilly, I believe. 
So, but she posted pictures of trains that looked interesting also. Yeah. Uh, that, that one looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hilly part worries me. Yeah. It's kind of like when we went to Kentucky mm-hmm. and we were thinking, oh, it's okay. We'll train the parking decks here in Florida. And, It'll you know, be fine. It'll be fine. It was most certainly not fine. No. Those hills felt like 90 degree angles. and they, There's a reason. <sighs> Emily, cheers to you. Hats off to you. So. Absolutely. Um, before we get to what you're about to say, oh yeah, quick shout out to a local friend of ours. Yes, let's um, talk, let's do that next. Yeah, yes. Brewer Extraordinaire. That'd be Alex Tatko. And uh, tonight, he his, our podcasting juice that we are enjoying is courtesy of him and his Tap It Tuesday that he's doing over there at Coastal Days Brewing. Yes. This is um, a what strawberry? Blonde? That is a strawberry blonde at about five percent ABV. It tastes like. Just essence of strawberry. Essence of strawberry. Super light, crisp, refreshing, and he does an amazing job over there. Mm-hmm. Um, just very excited. Uh, and this coming weekend, as we are recording this, this coming weekend is going to be uh, Coastal Days Brewing's fifth, fifth year anniversary mm. celebration. So, congratulations. Yes. Uh, congratulations to that. I know it's going to be a huge party. We may have to go and do a live stream at some there point. Are, there are hourly releases. There are all-day releases. There, It's going to be a great party. It is. I think. Right on the cusp of downtown Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast. So right uh, that's going to be worth checking out mm-hmm. if you're going to be down here in sunny southwest florida alex we're so happy for you you are such a busy man and you are just making that place blossom you have taken what the previous owners did you ran with it and you keep on making it better and better and we we love all of you that have been involved in coastal days and can't wait to celebrate and then last but not least, we have an audio shout out for several people in the Runcation Nation. So Jojo, Positively Polly One on Instagram, we are so happy that you called in and you recorded an audio, a voice message that we can play for everybody now. Hey, Amy and Dana, it's JoJo. I had this number as the dial-in number for shout-out, so I'm going to shout-out. I want to shout-out you and Dana for doing all that you do for us, the Red uh, Red Group, the Runcation Nation, all of us, Coffee Crew, and let you know that uh, we love you, and you need to keep taking care of Dad, taking care of yourself, and we will be here. And I want to give a shout out to Josh for going out and doing his walk, even though he's still not totally healed up yet. And I want to give a big shout out to Dar, Darlene, for doing the last race. I think that brings her up to 48 races and let her know that we are thinking of her and sending her love and healing as she gets better. And hopefully she can finish those last two races and kick some serious running out. And just for the rest of the Runcation Nation, you guys rock. I am glad that you are my run family. And I love y'all. And that is uh, associate producer of the show, Jojo. Thank you. Thank you, Jojo. And oh, we do have uh, one more. Let me give uh, our executive producer a shout out real quick. Josh. Josh heard us talking about. uh, Oh, my. Oh, no. The fact that Cinco de Mayo is coming up. And that we we did this uh, hot sauce thing last year. 
And oh, that um, was the year before. Or a year before. Yeah. And Amy's like, I don't know, maybe some people should send us some hot sauces. And next thing he's sending us shipping confirmations of some serious hot sauce. Like so, I thought he was only going to do one. <laughs> but no. No, there's going to be a tasting. How how or how how are we going to do it? With milk. Okay. Lots of milk. Or we we can actually, you know, we could do. We could spread it out. We could no, oh. I'm thinking we could test the different methods for quelling the heat. Okay. You know, beer, coffee, milk, different things. So, yeah, anyway, Josh, thank you. We are looking okay. forward to the, those packages arriving. More uh, than you know, buddy. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh-huh. it should be a good time. So uh, thank you for that. And Can't listen, wait. If you guys want to shout out for someone uh, here on the show, email us at info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you could call and leave a message like JoJo did this weekend at, uh, or actually this past week sometime, 941 941- Six seven seven two seven three three. That's nine four one six seven seven two seven three three. Leave it about a, a, a minute, minute and a half. We will play it, and we will make you Runcation Nation famous. Continue the trend in twenty twenty three of submitting those shout outs. Doesn't yes. matter. You guys have it's been great doing that. Email, voicemail, whatever. Been so awesome. Getting Go for those. it. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk running. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about the race that wasn't for us. No. I didn't get into gory detail, no, and no, I'm no. not going to here Let's either. Let's not. We'll suffice it to say that on early earlier in the week, or the previous weekend ahead of Jeff's race, you began experiencing some some serious gastrointestinal um, mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, like Tuesday. Yeah, very sick, and it was bad. At, like confined to bed. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was pretty rough. And yes. I was taking care of you here at the house. Indeed. Kind of thought I had dodged the bullet, you know. Yeah, we, you we, seemed pretty. Uh, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, 48 hours, you were fine. And then Thursday, the Thursday before Jeff's race, I went and did grocery shopping. I got home. I was feeling like abdominal pain. Like I I have bad gas or something. And I was like, oh, I just don't feel right. And, uh, yeah. and then that rapidly turned into being violently ill. Yes, just um, like I was. Just like you yep. were. And then violently ill turned into body aches and chills and... Everything just, I had, you had. Yeah, and it hit me like a train really fast. Like yeah. one symptom went turned into all of them within an hour. I would say it happened the same way with both of us. Yeah. Because early in the day on Tuesday, I was fine. That's so weird. Yeah. So weird. So, so anyway, Thursday night... I, I just, I looked at Amy and I said, there's no way I can travel, I can travel yeah. like this. And I'm definitely not running, even if we get up there to Atlanta. Yeah. So, and I knew I wasn't going to leave him alone. I was going to take care of and him. I, I did offer it. I said, if you really want to go on your own, uh, I mean, that's, that's an option. She's like, no, I'm not going on my mm-hmm. own. So. No, I need to take care of my, my running partner, my co-host. So, and I appreciate that because I was, I was not in good shape. So, <laughs> so we ended up canceling, uh, Delta. diverting to the virtual. Yeah. Uh, changing over the run to the virtual, mm-hmm. our, our travel. Oh, Delta you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Delta, of course they gave us credit and yeah. Hilton did the cancellation. No problem. Yeah. So that was really good. And again, neither are sponsors of the show. But we're very grateful. Yeah. Great customer service there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were able to do those while I was 
being ill in the other room well, within a matter of minutes. In between yeah. your bouts of illness. But we missed out. And what we were doing is having FOMO from the bed. Oh, yeah. And and looking at other people's posts online and, and uh-huh. seeing what we were missing out on. And it was really nice. It was it was nice to at least kind of partake a little bit in that respect. Yeah. It just really sucked to not be able to go there and do that ourselves. Because yeah. we know what a great time that weekend is. Uh, what a great course. And this is a little bit different. Jeff's race is normally uh, second week of December. Yes, or sometime in December. It's been diverted to the third week sometimes. It has, depending on what other things were going on. Athletic events in Atlanta. Right. Mm -hmm. So they moved it a little later. We had Jeff on the show a while back to talk about this. We did. We did. And what we we were talking about it, and he's thinking it's going to be still very mild and pleasant weather. It's going to be not as cold, (laughs) Uh, which, as we learned uh, was not the case, and the race seemed to go off without a hitch, but yeah. we're going to get to the the weather in, in just a moment. Uh, they had a new they had some some things changed, not only the date changed but also kind of uh, theming. Oh yeah, so while Jeff's race stayed the same, the the 5K was rebranded. It's still presented by Barb Galloway, but it's March. It was St. Patrick's Day weekend. Hello. What a great time to be in Atlanta, too. Yeah. So the Leprechaun Chase 5K presented by Barb Galloway. That is the rebranding of the 5K. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was it was so clever and creative and in looking at just everything just yeah it it looked like a great time i think uh kevin gwynn and some extra milers walked the whole thing and it followed the a similar path it was just the called the leprechaun chase and so the bling was a little bit different and the uh, which i can't wait to get my hands on really so it uh, and then they had kids races that same day and I remember I just remember fondly one of one of my favorite memories is Jojo last time we had the opportunity to do this race 2021 it was Jojo running the race with the little kids and it was just adorable so cute. Yes. And it, it, oh, mm. Yeah. So now what Jeff did for this weekend was really nice. They've got a couple of locations for his run shop. He's got a location mm-hmm. in North Atlanta near Sandy Springs or yeah. in Sandy Springs, which is technically its own city, but it's a suburb of Atlanta. And for, <laughs> uh, for Wednesday and Thursday, Jeff had packet pickup at the Sandy Springs location. Yes. And for Friday and Saturday, Friday was, of course, the day before the race. He had packet pickup at the Ansley Mall Mm -hmm. location, which is in Midtown Atlanta, very close to Piedmont Park. You could park there and walk to the start of the 5K. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Leprechaun Chase. And that is what we normally do. Mm -hmm. The what they also had 
was a VIP reception on Friday evening for an hour. Mm. Uh, an invitation only event to rub elbows with America's coach. Of course. Mm-hmm. What a great opportunity. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then of course, Saturday is like you said, the leprechaun chase. Yeah. And that race, we've done it many, many times. I love it. It's a great park run through Piedmont park. And you get to look at the dog, the dog parks with the small dog area and the large dog area. And mm, you just get to see the most beautiful parts of Piedmont Park. You get to see the Atlanta skyline. You There are some people, sometimes they're flying kites out there or playing with dogs out in that big open field. It's just a great time. And the bling this year was like, like a hat, like a top hat, like like a leprechaun's top, like hat. a leprechaun's top hat with a belt on it, and it says "Leprechaun Chase 5K," and it had the clover on it and a, a green ribbon, and it was it's just I think all around they did a, a great job rebranding the race. Well, and I think if you're going to do a race on St. Patrick's Day weekend, weekend. you kind of have to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you're looking at uh, races like what we did last year. Oh yeah. The Shamrock Marathon. Shamrock Marathon, Half Marathon. Mm -hmm. When, when you've got a big race like that, that really leans heavily into the, into the holiday weekend. I think that if you're doing something, and in this case it is a, was a competitor race to that. Mm -hmm. I think you have, you kind of have to lean into that a little bit. You do. You do. And again, it's a great city to celebrate St. Patrick's Day in. Yeah. And the shirt is great, too. It was green. It had that top hat, 2023, the Leprechaun Chase, presented by Barb Galloway, and like the pot of gold with the 5K on it. So nice job on the shirt, too. And for the la- every year, the bling and the shirts, I think, get better with Jeff's oh, races. Yeah. And there was a blanket, too, like the one we got one in year one of the for- VIP packages. Yeah. Like, look. Oh it's, yeah, it's like a it's like a turtle. Uh, not a turtle towel. It's not it like looks a turtle like towel, one, but it though. looks like one. But it's a, like a like a cozy blanket for the couch. Nice or like a throw. Yeah, not very nice. That's what it looks like to me. So, yay! Yeah, and that race again. You figure, depending on what your pace is like, anywhere from under thirty minutes to an hour, hour and a half, depending on what you're wanting to do with five k. Piedmont Park is so wonderful. It really is. It gives you a little bit of elevation, so you get a little a little challenge, but it is a gorgeous park. It, Piedmont is basically Atlanta's version of Central Park. Of course. It's beautiful. And like you said, the dog park is the best part. It is, especially it's within, because it's, within Piedmont it's a Saturday. You can see, and, and Sunday. When People you, who live in the area are out there. They're out there, and you can see the dogs. And the weather for this Mm. this weekend seeing everybody man they had hats they had gloves they had uh i mean some face masks it it was chilly they they got a bit of a cold snap the i believe the start line was at or just below 30 degrees that morning so we've run in those exact conditions before yes and it is, it does make for a chilly run, but, but it I also it. makes for a super pleasant right. run mm-hmm. uh, because it looked like they were getting 
based on the photos I saw anyway, that they were getting cold, but they weren't getting super wet. There was not. Right. It wasn't raining rainy like the year, the year we started in that degree, that 29 degree weather, and it was raining mm-hmm. and we had ponchos on. It Ooh. didn't look quite like they had that. So it wasn't that plus the wet right. challenge. It was. So uh, the, it was, I think that was a positive and it is uncharacteristically cold. That That is not typically, by this time of the year, you, it starts to get more mild. So this was a cold snap, a yeah. kind of a fluke. Well, we were in a live chat, and I think that uh, Chris Twiggs jumped in and said, hey, it doesn't matter when Jeff Galloway schedules it. It's going to be cold. That's true. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I say, if that happens, bring it on. Well, you're a cold weather runner. You, I you love, love the cold. I love it. And so, I, I think it just helps me along. That's yeah. So. so that race is exclusively, it starts just outside of Piedmont Park and but, and it all it's all right there in the park. Mm-hmm. That is Saturday. Mm. Sunday is the titular main event. Yeah. And this one is not starting in Piedmont Park, but... Like years past, it starts right in the heart of Midtown, down or mm-hmm. Midtown down, kind of downtownish. It's right there at Eleventh Street and Peachtree Walk. You can see Cafe Intermezzo there. You can see the Hyatt Centric there. You're also right there by the the uh, U.S. Treasury Building. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. for for big like Midtown downtown works, there you are. Mm-hmm. That course, it, it appears it's the same course that we normally run. So it takes you down. Downhill to start. Downhill to start. You hang a right on Piedmont. Takes you up towards Ponce de Leon Avenue, right past the Margaret Mitchell House. Well, Gone with the Wind, come on. It's I Atlanta. Read. I love that. Yeah. That book and that movie. And then the course mm-hmm. takes you out to the the Martin Luther King Museum, the Carter Presidential Library, and then it loops back and takes you on to the Atlanta Beltline for a good two-mile stretch. Which is flat. Straight, flat, and paved. Like, hey, get it in while you can, any kind of... But Oh, I skipped a landmark. What did you skip? Oh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> well, I am missing it because I don't know what it looked like. I remember. I don't know the, if it was like a food truck still. The last time think, we were running it in 2021, somebody, Shaquille O'Neal uh-huh. purchased it and it wasn't going to rebuild. And mm. while we were running it, they had opened a Krispy Kreme food truck on the lot where the original location had burned down. I wonder if it was there. I don't know. I, and I'm very upset that we didn't get to have uh, race donuts. Oh, it was so So. Hard. Yeah, so Susan Maloney and, and Jay uh, Reed, they sent us a message that was so sweet. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. We missed you. It's your favorite Jacksonville Galloway Pacers. And they they said they missed the Krispy Kreme experience. And They're they wanted so sweet. to just check in and see if we were okay. They're so sweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I missed it too. That's and, the only time this year I'm going to eat any Krispy Kremes ever. And they recommend and they 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 recommend the Harry Potter experience there in uh, uh, Atlanta. But they checked in with us, and uh, they always make me think of the Krispy because 
they were with you and had the pictures and do the live when you. And if you haven't heard past episodes, what right. happens is once once the race course turns onto Ponce de Leon Avenue, you run by the historical site of one of, of the oldest Krispy Kreme in Atlanta. It might be the original. And mm. that building, unfortunately, caught fire a couple of years ago yeah. and burned down. Yeah. And every year I would go in and I would take photos of the production line when the site with the signs on and I would order some donuts and I'd hand them out on the race course and making sure that we had them first or at least that we had them once we got up to the water, the first water stop at mile uh, two? two. Yeah. Yes. So you have to have carbs on the race course. I'm right? just saying. So I've handed the, Pacers, donuts, and yeah, tried to offer them to the pacers. officers who are working the detail yeah. and all that. So it, it's a good time and, and just a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, so, you know, Aww. so that the race course goes right past there. It goes past, uh, I believe, uh, a Torched Hop, I think is the mm -hmm. name of that brewery. Yes, it goes right yes. past Mary Max Tea Room. Yeah. And that's right there on Ponce. Classic Southern food. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you, you hang a right, and you're heading down towards towards the the MLK Museum, and then you hang a left, and you got some elevation and hill work at this a point in the first couple of miles. It's not too much, though. No, and you hit mile three as you're heading towards the Carter Presidential Library, yeah. and then you you get to mile four when you actually pass the Carter Library, going to the second water stop. Mm. And they always have great uh, restroom stops there at mile two, mile four. Mm -hmm. Well, well appointed, well manned, Very, clean, mm -hmm. positive volunteers. Well, the volunteers are always awesome. So at Jeff's great, race. so great, and then. What I love about that, though, is it gives you the opportunity to get hydrated, potty stop, and then and then you've mm -hmm. got that stretch on the Atlanta Beltline, and the, uh, oh. the Beltline is a. Well, how do you how would you describe it? It seems like a long sidewalk, and it's really had an artistic buildup, and there are some businesses there that uh, that are eclectic, unique, but also. Like just you have crowds that are just out for leisurely walks with their dogs or with their friends or on a morning run, a morning walk from some of the apartment buildings or condos that are around that area. Yeah. Years ago, when I lived in Atlanta, that was a no-go zone. Very high crime. Uh, you didn't want to be in that area. Mm -hmm. Nothing was built in that area. It was abandoned industrial space. We've covered New Realm Brewing on the show, and that's just gorgeous. And it's right on the Beltline. Yeah, and the artwork. Yeah, and there's art it's installations. It's, a, it's like Amy said, it's a big, long, super wide sidewalk. It's mm -hmm. a linear park. Yeah, and well, that's a good way to describe it. I like that better. And over the years, they've taken these industrial spaces, they've they've gutted them, and they've made loft apartments and offices. They've built new buildings. Mm -hmm. That it goes right next to, uh, what's that? That it's not a mall. There's a Kroger. Well, there's a Kroger grocery store right there, but that's the whole. They've got that whole like complex that's got like restaurants, restaurants, in it. and yes, I forget what it's called. I can't remember. I'm having either. a brain fart. Oh, no. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. You pass it and you see it just as you're anticipating getting off of the Beltline and mm -hmm. getting into the next water stop. 
yeah. before you head into the hills of the highlands. Mm-hmm. So, so the Beltline takes you from mile, roughly from mile four to mile six. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is it gives you this great opportunity. You've had the first 5K of the race plus a little bit to work the kinks out, get warmed up. Mm. Then you've got this nice, long, flat stretch. If you want to, if you're, if time is a concern for you, this is if a- If you're trying to PR. If you're or, trying to PR. Yeah. This is a great stretch to really open it up. And you can. It's not that it's not, it's got people, it's got dogs along that This is stretch. why Amy, Amy won't PR there, all the dogs. I can't help it. You have to pet all the dogs. <laughs> You have to pet them. You have to stop and ask their names. You have to say good boy and good girl. And mm-hmm. they're just so precious. But I, I did PR there. S- no, sir. no. But that's not the stretch that you you were really pushing in. No. Because that's there's fair. always cute dogs there. I accept that. <laughs> I accept that. There are cute dogs there and then also coming into Piedmont Park. Yes. But I digress. It's you can do like what a Captain America thing, like on your left, on your right, you on your left. You could. So you can avoid maybe some people who are biking, running, walking dogs. It is a mixed use path. Outside of the race. Yeah. It's a mixed use path. It is definitely shared by people who live and work in the area. So things to keep in mind when you're in there. Sure. But, but you the, come out of the you come out of the belt line. You see Piedmont Park, but you turn away. Yeah. Yeah, you're you turn literally come away. right out uh, diagonally across the street from Piedmont Park, and you turn right and you go up like a kind of a steep uphill. It is pretty steep. But I what I also like about that area, I know that every year at the end of that uh, Beltline before we head towards the Virginia Highlands is a rest stop. Is a rest stop. Yeah, is so a, again, well a restroom. It's basically potty. it's basically every two miles. They do a Which great, is great job. I love that. Yeah, that's three three water stops, three potty stops within the first half of the race. And then you go uphill, and you go into the Virginia Highland neighborhoods. And I, if I were, if we were going to move back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. that's probably the neighborhood I would want to try to get into. It's beautiful. The, the houses, houses are, are not beautiful. big. The lots are not big, but they're just gorgeous. And it's so conveniently located. If you you're 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 five ten minutes from Midtown, you're five or ten minutes from downtown, you're five or ten minutes from, from Druid Hills, you're five or you're twenty minutes from thirty a- minutes anywhere, from really. uh, Decatur, yeah. you're forty five minutes to an just under an hour from Stone Mountain. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're just gorgeous, and again, very eclectic in terms of. Uh, construction of the homes because some of the Sometimes. older homes have been knocked down and built up new. But then you'll see ones with wraparound porches, mm-hmm. brick chimneys. It's then you'll see the other ones that look like uh, modified with flat roof container or, yeah. container homes. Mm-hmm. It, they're neat, but they're different. And while you're seeing all this scenery, you're working on some hills. That neighborhood is a constant. That run until you get to St. Charles, where there used to be St. Charles Deli, if you recall. Yes. Uh, the St. Charles Street and North Highland is a slow, steady uphill. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where you can kind of ignore it if you're 
talking with somebody or you got something good you're listening to in your in your headphones. Mm. But if you start focusing on the fact that like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is never gonna end. This is just a, a slow uphill grade. That's why I like the next water stuff because the volunteers are so energetic. It's as if they know that you are ascending. And when you get there, you're going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. They are motivating you and pushing you. And I just, I love that. And then the Coca-Cola kind of side, that mural on the- The, the Coca-Cola, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's love kind that. of your sign. You get to the corner at, there at St. Charles and, and Highland, and you hang a left. And you're running in the neighborhood I used to work in in college. Yes. And- that mural is kind of an old piece of history. It's beautiful. Mm, I love getting our picture there. And the, every year, I just I always want to see what the next business is going to go in that building because it's been a couple of things. But you also pass by some staples. You do. We go by places like Dark Horse Tavern. We go by uh, Blind Willies. We go by Limerick Junction. What used to be American Roadhouse, it did. It was a dagger in the heart. Oh no! The last time we ran it, an American oh, no. Roadhouse was gone, hmm. and it's been replaced by something else. But and there's a Thai restaurant that's been there forever. Yeah, uh, there there is Surin Thai, mm. absolutely some of the best Thai food in Atlanta, uh, bar none. Yeah, at least it was years and years ago. We haven't I'm been sure. back. We should we should we probably should go. cover them we on the go. show. Yeah, the uh, that neighborhood I love running in that because again it's so pretty. Yeah. And neat little businesses. and But when you move on to the sidewalk in that area, the thing I don't like is that area, I believe, if I recall, is like it's either uneven. brick sidewalk or just uneven, crappy concrete. So, I like to stay on the road as long as possible. There. You have to be careful. And I'm a slower runner walker. So, I know that I'm going to be moved onto those sidewalks in that part of the race and I just I need to just keep moving in terms of a lot of walking and maybe not so much running my, my in that levels. area yeah because of the uneven sidewalks that you have to traverse if you don't get there in um quickly sure yeah and that's okay mm-hmm. it's okay because I wouldn't be there necessarily to PR but you still have beautiful houses and you still have energetic people at water stops that are coming up as you turn and an Italian restaurant that I want to get to that I can't remember the name of that, that makes us turn down another street, which then makes us pass by a school on the way back to Piedmont. Yeah. At that point, once you make that left turn off of North Highland, you are heading basically downhill now. Yes. And this is the part where Jeff likes Jeff to- Jeff is going to tout that. He loves to say that the, the this race is a net downhill race. And he's correct. He is technically correct. But you have a, a beef with that? I don't have a beef or, with it so much as he just undersells the fact that Atlanta is a hilly city. And we I used to joke and say that the road planners in that town mm-hmm. followed a cow around and wherever it pooped, they built an intersection. That's what you say? Yes. You've never said that to me. Yeah, yes. Okay. And and Fine. it's a weird city the way it's laid out. And the reason for that is the only grid work in Atlanta is downtown. And then everything else uh, is more meandering because it was accommodating the hills. Mm-hmm. And the city is, is actually built for rail. It's not built for... Oh. Uh, cars. 
Oh, because Marta. Da- da- well, not or, so much Marta. This goes back. This goes back. Uh, trains. This goes back trains. way back, uh, like like post Reconstruction. Okay. So now you're okay. talking about uh, Underground Atlanta was actually the the train hub. Okay. So, it's it's uh, that when you look Learned at Atlanta, new every it's day. it's like a, a, a spokes on a wheel. Mm. So. You end up going back into the Virginia Highlands neighborhoods and then into Midtown. Mm-hmm. And you you get this nice downhill that gets you back to Piedmont Park. And then you go around the entire perimeter of Piedmont Park. And I really wish that I had known somebody in line waiting at the Flying Biscuit that could like bring us a, sh- a shot of a mimosa or like a biscuit Get some carbs oh. while you're uh, while you're going all the way around Piedmont to come in the back way. We'd need a fast friend to go yeah. there for brunch. Yeah, yeah. Who's done the race? Yeah, and then wait for us because apple butter and biscuits. Uh, oh my! And gosh. a mimosa. That would be the thing to do the last three miles of that race. Heck yeah. Oh. So fast friends who are coming in 2024, <laughs> where we're making up for lost time, hit us up. Yeah, so you do end up going right into uh, that part of Midtown uh, where you do the outer perimeter of Piedmont Park. You, yeah. And you round the corner, and right there you've got the, the Pride Flag Crosswalk, which is a, a, a landmark. Oh, right there at the Flying Biscuit, and, yeah. And right there at Flying Biscuit and Caribou Coffee. Mm-hmm. You hang that right, and that takes you along the, I want to say that is the western perimeter of, of Piedmont Park. And I that is all uphill. That's yes. basically that's basically miles nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And that is all uphill. Oh, yeah. All uphill. And you just go, it seems it seems to me that that part after the flying biscuit feels like it takes forever. It does. That part does. And that, the reason for that is there's not much to look at, and there's a lot of traffic happening because Piedmont's a maiden artery yes okay so it's when we get back into the park though it gets better it gets better because we have another water stop and they're very motivational at this water stop around mile 11 and you're basically repeating the 5k and you're coming back to the dogs yes coming back to the dogs baby well you know what i also like when you first go into the park they take you in kind of this back uh this back area i like that yeah and it's it's very pretty and you cross a bridge that bridge, mm-hmm. so nice, yeah, to go that way. And you, there's a little bit of a hill to try and get back into that dog park. But <laughs> then you get to kind of, like you said, repeat the 5K and get up by that beautiful stone building, and you know you're close to that finish. You're rounding the corner. You're going to be there. You can hear the music. You can hear the race announcer. You know it's coming. You know Jeff's going to be at the finish. And that's where Amy normally turns it on Mm, right there. Because I know he's going to be there because he's made that promise and he has fulfilled that promise every single year. Yeah. And you know he's going to be there. And that is one of the most motivational and emotional moments for me Mm -hmm. because he is it doesn't matter if you're the first one to cross that finish or you're the last one to cross that finish. It is, he treats you like a champion. Yeah, 100%. 
Hundred percent, and they do such a great job. With the announcers are shouting you out; they're calling you by name. Yeah, they've got the PR bell at the end. You they always it. have a great snack selection there at the end as mm-hmm. well. Uh, for the last couple of years, they've ha- or several years, they've had the meet and greet with Jeff for a VIP experience. You could you could purchase in that beautiful building, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's a it's a it's a formal space that you can purchase uh, or you rent. can rent. And uh, Jeff's done that for the last several years. Mm. And the medals, I, I really, I just like that they are the green, the signature green that he has chosen and the n- blue. And that for a long time, it has been the G that's green and the G that's that's the blue mm-hmm. together on their own. But this time they're in, they're encircled. In silver. Yes. The double G. And the ribbon is that that blue color and has kind of like, like the a royal leaves blue. is royal blue. And then the half marathon. Royal blue with like a garland. Mm-hmm. With a garland. And and then the 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 half marathon medal has the half twenty twenty three in the center and it's got that dark navy kind of with the glittery green inset of that text and white. And it, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. They, they have, again, stepped up the game on the bling. Mm-hmm. Jeff gets it. Jeff does so many races all over the country. He understands there are those like me that are bling driven. And I'm, I'm just a, I, I'm just, a, I'm a metal whore. It's I true. Lo- well, I love those medals and I just love the designs of the shirts. I I really, the half marathon that was kind of gray with the green and the blue and the uh, the double G that was the lighter kind of blue. And then the extra shirt that says Galloway Runner, it's a lifestyle. Love nice. That. I love that. Well, I'm excited so. to get our, our uh, virtual packet. Me too. Never, us, never underestimate a Galloway Runner because it's a lifestyle. So- we missed you. We can't wait to get back to it in 2024. And based on everything we saw from our friends and fellow Runcationers and members of the Runcation Nation mm. who were there this year, it looks like it was another amazing Jeff Galloway marathon, half marathon weekend. Congratulations to everybody who put it together, all the volunteers, Jeff and Barb, everybody from Jeff's organization, just an outstanding job. Yes. And I cannot wait to get back there. Yeah. So with that, all this talk of running. Has it made you hungry? It does. It has a funny way of doing that. And also thirsty. And also thirsty. Yeah. So Amy went through the archives here at the Running Drink Podcast Towers and combed through the copious amounts of of coverage we have done over the years in Atlanta for True. the Jeff Galloway weekend. And she came up with a handful of locations to kind of feature for both food and drink this week. And I, I yes. really can't argue with any of your selections here. Oh, you cannot. I cannot. Well, I would not let you if you tried. <laughs> because <laughs> it, these are just fantastic places not to say that there are others 
in our back catalog that are worth review. They're absolutely. Remember, but we would spend hours in an episode it, if we. I was going to say we only have an hour or so, mm-hmm. and we like to keep it the, the or so close shorter. To, yeah, yeah, closer to an hour. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you go to runeatdrink.net and look in the back catalog. All of our episodes are there for you to take a look at. But let's talk about your list here because I'm seeing five uh, that look. Or actually, there's seven here that are just well, phenomenal. But I, I, I encapsulated Atlanta episodes. Yes. So the first one is episode 17, which is the Wrecking Bar Brew Pub. And this is one that even on years where we don't haven't covered them, we're going to go. We've always made a point to we're go. We're just going to go. Uh, the Wrecking Bar back in the 90s was a place that you would ah. go if you were wanting to purchase architectural remnants. Like you, if you decided I want a gargoyle, they had a gargoyle that was knocked off of a church or a building that was demolished. I yeah. want a wrought iron gate from an, an old church. You're gonna church. go get it. They had it. Yeah. So you would. This was an oddball location. It it was in uh, an area of town called Little Five Points, <laughs> and. It was a beautiful house, and we've talked about the house in the past. We have. It's gorgeous. Where you kind of drive into the driveway, and it's this big rotunda design Mm. of a house. Big, round, uh, main uh, chamber, main room of the house with a big rounded porch, kind Mm -hmm. of. And you drive kind of around the back and downhill, and the restaurant is actually in the basement. Yes. And what they have done, uh, that business yeah. closed years and years ago, mm-hmm. and the, the the building fell into disrepair. They bought it. They refurbed it. And when you see this building, uh, now you can rent the upstairs space for special events. The downstairs is the restaurant, the brew pub itself, and they partner and have their own uh, they, they partner with local farms, and they I believe that they have their own local farm, if I remember correctly. I think so. And their food and cocktail game is absolutely out of this world. We have tried it for dinner. We have done it for brunch. Oh, yeah. There's Holy cow. not a bad thing on the menu. No. Can I just share with you that I'm on their website and looking at their current menu because they do rotate things i was going to say they have certain staples but so much rotates depending on what's fresh and what i want to try from this year's menu Mm -hmm. is called the apple butter grilled cheese aged cheddar wrecking bar bacon greens barrel aged mustard apple butter sourdough that sounds incredible pork schnitzel hello pickled red cabbage beer lemon dijon ha ha mushroom risotto Mmm, black pearl oyster mushrooms, pecorino, arugula, black pepper. Yeah. What I also love about it, when you walk in the 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 restaurant or the brew pub in the basement, mm-hmm. you go in there and you can see the architecture of this place. It's beautiful. The it is so cool yeah. because the, the, the way that they built this is- Wood, the stone. They use a lot of wood and a lot of old buildings in Atlanta- incorporate granite into the construction. And the reason for that is that same vein of granite that runs all the way from Lookout Mountain, Tennessee to Stone Mountain, Georgia was quarried for building back during the going back all the way uh, 
around the time of the uh, what they would call the the recent unpleasantness or the war of northern aggression. Oh lord! Uh, yeah, the the American Civil War. Yeah. So you see some of that, and they and they did that in this building, and it's so beautiful to see mm-hmm. that rough hewn granite and the wood. Yeah. And, and it's just a neat place, and their food like. Uh, what are those yeah. what are those those what are those meat popsicles that we get that every year the corn pups? Yes. The corn pups. Mm-hmm. They But the white cheddar fondue is also very good. There's the pimento cheese appetizer. So Oh, if they're doing anything southern, just just get just it. Just get it. And they they have an amazing selection of local craft beer. Mm-hmm. They also have an amazing craft cocktail game. Yes, they uh, they have their own beer, local beer, but they also have like listen. This year they have an homage to Benny White. Oh, really? Yeah, called Cherry's Golden Girl, and they, these are all crafted by beer tenders there, and. Cherry's Golden Girl by Katie is an homage to Betty White. Cheers to Mark Cherry's Rose with Mount Gay Rum, Peychaud's Apertivo, Lemon Agave, and Cherry Our Cherry Tart Sour Ale. Nice. But they have an in-fashion. They have an old-fashioned. They have a barrel-aged Manhattan. Which I had last year. A hot toddy, if you need one after a cold race like the half. In a cold race like that, Mm. a a hot beverage would not be a bad thing. It's, I'm just saying. So that's that's a must-do for us. Regardless of we're covering it on the show, we cannot recommend them highly enough. enough. And by the way, it puts you in a really cool area of town, Little Five Points. Cannot recommend it enough. Very eclectic, great music scene. Just Mm -hmm. worth checking out. Absolutely worth checking out. For sure. You've got other stuff on the, on the list, though. Well, yes. Early in our show, on episode 46, we covered Trader Vic's and Orpheus Brewing. Oh, where to begin? Well, Trader Vic's. I mean, that's the first thing uh, we listed here. Naturally. You want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Trader Vic's was popularized in the, uh, I want to say, late 50s, early 60s, at the height of the tiki craze here in the United States. And they had more locations than they currently do. However, they are down now to only two in the United States, one of which is in Atlanta in the basement of the Hilton Atlanta downtown. Mm. That happens to be the location that we tend to stay at, even though... Technically, it requires us to, to grab an Uber to go to the race well, in the yes. morning. Uh, but we like staying at that hotel, partly because Trader Vic's is there and partly mm. because we're Hilton Honors members. Of and we, we use that for our own uh, points. <laughs> but Trader Vic's is the location of that I went for my college graduation uh, celebration uh, so we dinner. we have to go. And it's a must-go for us. Uh, Trader Vic's... They have amazing food that is classic in its preparation. They they go all the way back to some of their originals. You know, a, a poo-poo platter. The original oh. poo-poo platter is from there. The uh, char-shoe pork. Char-shoe uh, pork. Crispy prawns. Oh. Crab rangoon. Crab rangoon. And, of course, uh, one of our absolute favorites which would be the morel mushrooms with toast points and that that is a, a, a must do for us whenever we go 
If oh. it's available. If it's available. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So the food does mm. b- borrow some of those those uh, South Pacific flavors. Sure. And when you walk in, it's like going into a time capsule. It is just tiki everywhere. Tiki? And the tiki, smell tiki. of roasting meat. Yeah, oven smoked barbecue spare ribs. You can you see the way that they are done when you walk in. Yeah, they've got these giant clay ovens that wow. are that are coal uh, wood coal fired that are in basically this glass enclosure, mm-hmm. and that's to protect you from the heat. But it's it, the it's smell beautiful. and the smell is so good. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. and. It's just, it's such an experience. And we've gone there. The first time we went there, we we stumbled in on a group that's in Atlanta. They, uh, they, they do yeah. something called Cardboard Con. It's fantastic. You should check that website out, cardboardcon.com. It's basically cardboard costumes and an excuse to do a bar crawl. No. What a fun bunch of people. And we kind of hung out with them for a little while. Every year we go, though, it's just an amazing time. And the food is never a disappointment at all. Mm. Oh, she's looking at the menu here. Oh. What are you eyeballing? No, no. The 14th annual Cardboard Con is, uh, was on March 4th. Oh. Yeah. We missed it. So it would not have coincided with the race, no. sadly. However, I'm kind of turning toward the drinks. Mm. We've talked about highlights from the menu that we've had. What are the chances a tiki bar might have good drinks? And the original, the home of the original Mai Tai in 1944, Trader Vic's concocted a rum drink and served it to a guest who, upon tasting it, said, Mai Tai, Roy, out of this world. Very nice. And Tahitian. And the original Mai Tai was made with lime, orgeat, rock candy, orange curacao, and aged rum. And it's the most famous drink at Trader Vic's. Not that there aren't others that you should have. Like Their tiki menu is Peachtree Punch. Nice. Impressive. Nice. Peachtree Punch is a an Atlanta specific cocktail. Well, because Peach, Georgia. But they also do, and, and it's a cold weather drink. We get it every year when we're up there when it's cold. Mm. They do an amazing hot buttered rum. Oh, it's so good. And the it's tableside preparation. They like the 151 on top Fire. of it and they serve it in this skull mug that you can actually buy uh, from I think they were out of stock when we went there. They last were. time and we wanted it, but They were. Mm. But um, bring it back. Trader Vic's for both food and beverage. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can I think that if you're going to spend any time in Atlanta, it's a must go because it's been there for so long. It's a it's a staple of Atlanta, and it's a piece of Americana that tied you, to the history that you can't get in most places. Every place that you go that is tiki themed is borrowing or flat out copying either inspiration or just straight up items. Mm. from Trader Vic's. Yeah. And if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, Vic ought to be, Vic Bergeron. Really happy. Ought to be very happy. Hello. Yeah. Mm. But and that's then, not the only place you talked about. Well, Orpheus Brewing. And tell us how we came to know of Orpheus Brewing. Orpheus Brewing partnered with Barb's 5K for a couple of years. Yeah. And it's, 
It was a great post-race celebration. We have little tulip glasses. The celebration where you would run the 5K, then you would make a just a quick jaunt uphill from the finish at Piedmont Park to Orpheus Brewing, which was the site of just some powerful brews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Atalanta. Uh, Transmigration of Souls, I've Serpent had that one. Bite. The yeah. artwork is tremendous. And uh, Noise and Flesh, Wondering Blues. They tend to specialize. The brewery is, is like Amy said, it's just you walk up a hill that's adjacent to yeah. Piedmont Park's perimeter, and you're right there. It was a two-minute walk from the finish line. Yeah. The location is great. They have their own Rick house and they specialize in barrel aged stouts. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the last time that we were there, they told us they had something like 32 taps. Oh my gosh. It was like at least 24. I don't know. But, and they are, they had like the transmigration of souls that you had. Mm-hmm. Hello. It's like 10%. And they have rotating ones. They have limited ones, but the year round ones are a transmigration of souls is one of them. Serpent bite noise and flesh is one. And it's just, yeah, there's a story behind every beer and they offer a food pairing, not not at the brewery, but they suggest. So if you take it home or you get a growler, or you get a mm-hmm, then you know what would go best with it. The they have the composition up here on their website. They have whether it's in draft or cans and the availability of everything and kind of the notes that you would get. Like in the transmigration of souls, you like some of the citrus, a little bit of the bitter, a little bit of floral, a little bit of sweet. Yeah, they had, especially for a brewery that specializes in darker beers and and barrel-aged stouts, Mm -hmm. they had such a neat selection. I know. I was very impressed across the board. They did have some that were really high ABV. They they did have some that would knock you on your butt. Up there. 10% not even... uh, That's kind of a starting point for some of those higher ones. I think they were going up to like 14%, as I recall. Oh, yes. 14, or, 16. Mm-hmm, or higher. So I just. Like barley wine territory. Mm-hmm. So good, though. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's uh, from episode 46. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got another one on here that's another college favorite of mine, and that is the Highlander. I had to put it on there because I know that you love it. I do. Now, this is, of all the places we we go to, this is probably one of the most dive bar locations. I would say yes. That we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's, it's not a pretty location. No. It's tucked away in kind of a corner of a strip mall. It is right in the heart of Midtown. Bidding distance almost from Piedmont Park. Yeah. But it is a place I used to go in college mm-hmm. uh, for cheap food. Oh, yes. And uh, cheap beer. But I think the highlight of the visit, as far as food goes, would have to go to the jerk chili. <laughs> the famous spicy homemade chili that was featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That you can get a cup or a bowl of. It's just, it's spicy, but it has all of those highlights of if you would have jerk chicken. Yes. and In a chili. And 
I was surprised at how much you liked it. I loved it. It's warm, but it's just fantastic. And I house made. Yeah. They're so. not just dolling up something they got out of a can. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's 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 spicy, but those warming spices that you get from jerk cinnamon mm-hmm. nutmeg yeah. depending on star anise sometimes right depending on the, the recipe so you get this neat combination of savory a little sweet a little and the warming spice mm-hmm. oh it's so so good it's ridiculous so that's what i would say the highlight at the highlander is although the patty melt is no joke no they they do amazing food this is a this is a place like you could end your night there if you're out on the town and you're just looking for a place to get a a greasy plate of food that's going to cure your hangover of before you have it yeah. unless you're going to waffle house later on uh, uh, which is another I go to highlander <laughs> but but uh, the highland but the, the highlander you can keep drinking if you're wanting to. Yeah. But again, this is all things to yes. do after the race. After the race, of course. Not before the race. Because here on the Running Drink Podcast, we do not condone late night drinking the night before a race. No. No. We do the running first, and then you do the exploring and indulging and, like this. And anybody and who listened to the Gasparilla episode knows that I am not telling the truth, and I might get struck well, by lightning. That's all here. you. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I would like also to highlight from episode 92, Scofflaw Brewing. I happen to be wearing a t-shirt at this exact moment from Scofflaw Brewing, and that was not yeah. planned. Uh, Scofflaw is a little bit of a hike. This is going to take yeah. you out towards the west end of uh, the northwest corner of Atlanta. But it's worth it. And it's kind of out close to not much. But it's enough. <laughs> it's in an industrial area. It's... Uh, you you walk up to it and you see that they've done the best they can with a, the industrial park. They've got cafe lights on the outside, seating on it's the beautiful. exterior. What they've done. It's a cool space. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and you're greeted by this giant mannequin with a goat's head and it looks ah! like a biker and a goat had yes. a baby. Yes. And a huge menu of beer. They have the basement, the basement light, the pog basement, the hooligan, double jeopardy, dirty beaches that I just, stray goat, you could just, and they have, oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So the pog, the, the, the POG, mm-hmm. that is the pog basement, India pale ale, 6.5% ABV. And they have food pairings, Mexican food, creme brulee, or uh, salad. And it's just, uh, it's a it's uh, tropical with a guava kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Passion do. Passion fruit, orange, and guava. They do an amazing selection of beers. What I also appreciated about them mm. is during the pandemic, they were very active in mm. raising money yeah. for out-of-work service industry personnel, Mm -hmm. and they converted part of their operation to the production of hand sanitizer. Yes. Mm -hmm. So hats off to them. I I, I just, uh, we've had such a great experience with them, uh, both when we covered them on the show and Mm -hmm. we formally talked to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Plus we've gone back without covering them on the show, just gone back to go and enjoy it for fun. Yeah. And it's, 
they do a phenomenal job there. A phenomenal job. They really do. If you're looking for a post-race brunch or breakfast, then like we said, right on the race course is that Flying Biscuit. Yes. Now, your exposure to Flying Biscuit, though, I did not take you there for your first time. I took you to the original location. Well, that's true. Before they became a local or, or semi-regional yes. chain, they, yeah. they were just a single location. And back in the 90s, it was on the weekend, there was a line around the block every every Saturday, Sunday. They would let you bring your own bottle if you wanted to have brunch and have mimosas. They'd provide oh. the OJ. You provide the, the bubbly. But mm. they were rocking and rolling, making fresh biscuits, an amazing breakfast. And I am so happy I got to take you to the original location. And it was exactly like I remembered it from college. It was beautiful and delicious. And then we decided to try this location over there by Piedmont Park because we're like, we're right here. And Why we're not? starving. Mm. And they don't disappoint there either. No, it was great. They had different mimosas with different juices. Mm -hmm. And it, it just the grits bowl that they, the, oh, oh my God. And we talked like, about them on episode 195, mm -hmm. like you said. And the uh, last time that we got to go there, we were actually there with a uh, friend of the show and producer of the show, Jojo. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that she enjoyed it too. I think so. We had excellent service and we just, I, I want to go back and I want to try apparently new on their menu, the stuffed French toast breakfast. Oh, stop. Two places. Sure, it's horrible. It's got two thick slices of challah bread dipped in signature batter, stuffed with sweet cream cheese and topped with raspberry sauce, honey creme anglaise, fresh strawberries and powdered sugar <laughs> served with two eggs, two chicken sage sausage patties. Creamy, dreamy grits mm -hmm. and a fluffy flying biscuit. Yeah, their their biscuits. All it needs is apple butter on the side, and you're good. Yes, mm. their biscuits are where it's at. Get I it. love their grits. Yeah, and it. man, fried green tomatoes. Anything with a fried green tomato, also good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So flying biscuit. Honestly, I don't. We've we've gone to two of their locations. I All have good. no reason to think any of their others are not doing the same thing. Right. Check them out. Mm -hmm. uh, check out that episode one ninety five. And last but not least from your list was a was a listener recommendation that we Tyler, followed up on. Tyler recommended from the Runcation Nation number 246. I believe he and his wife went there maybe when they got engaged uh, or for some special event in their lives. And it's in Decatur. And we took JoJo there. And I would say this is a great place if you want to carb load. Like if you're going to come... Thursday to Monday, and what do they say? You got to have the carbs two, two days two days before, so it'd be a great Friday night kind of thing. And the pasta is amazing, Chef Kiss. Yes, uh, but and JoJo still talks about the garlic bread that had like the cheese mm -hmm. pull and just the the slight spice from the peppers and just the the meatballs were tasty and it, it, it's just a little quaint place yeah uh, downtown decatur over the last 30 years has absolutely exploded this used to be kind of a ghost town and now it's it's got a vibrant nightlife amazing food and yeah. drink and to be found all over the downtown area but for italian yeah number 246 uh. i i cannot agree with you more 
Uh, we didn't have a bad thing mm. on that menu no. that, uh, during our experience there. Service was amazing. Yes. The, the space is gorgeous. You know, exposed brick walls on the mm. inside. So pretty. Just the place smells incredible when you walk it does. in. Woo. That tells you right there. And there wasn't an empty table, I don't think, when we were there. I think it, it does a brisk business. You can make a reservation, which I highly recommend. Never hurts. So we have given you a little uh, slice of the Atlanta culinary scene and mm-hmm. beverage scene, really going all the way to the from the north end of Atlanta with breweries to the eastern suburbs in Decatur, yeah. to, uh, white tablecloth to dive bar, and a little bit of everything in between. Check out those referenced episodes. You can pick and choose and see what you will, if you need to carb load, if you need to celebrate, if you need brunch. I think we have given a wide array of things that would be just overall happiness, regardless of what stage of the runcation you're in. Absolutely. At at that point. Nice selections there, Mm -hmm. boss. Good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Stay tuned next (laughs) week for more Accomplishing, Exploring, and Indulging. Mm -hmm. That is a wrap for this week, however. And before we go, we just want to say, uh, if you haven't given us a rating and review, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and do so. More ratings and reviews means... a bigger Runcation Nation community, and you help us get discovered that way. Yeah, it's all about their algorithm and recency of the review. Of course, we would love five stars, and I hope that we are earning it. Mm. But if you guys would do that for us, just take a minute. We would really appreciate it. That's a wrap. So thank you for joining us on your long run your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.